the Gilda's maximum lawyers community of legal entrepreneurs who are taking their businesses and lives to the next level. As a Guild member, you'll build relationships, be held accountable, and learn strategies specifically designed to get you unstuck and accelerate your plan for growth. Members are also granted exclusive access to masterminds hosted around the country. Our next event is coming up, and we're heading to Scottsdale, Arizona. There's something truly magical about the power of these in-person connections where real-time breakthroughs happen. Picture this. You're surrounded by like-minded law firm owners tackling your business and mindset challenges together. The energy is electric, the insights are transformative, and the results are game-changing. Investing in yourself is the best decision you'll ever make. The knowledge, strategies, and breakthroughs you'll gain are priceless assets that will supercharge your practice and propel you forward. Join the Guild and secure your ticket to Scottsdale at the best possible price by visiting maxlawevents.com. Run your law firm the right way. This is the Maximum Liar Podcast. Your hosts, Jim Hacking and Tyson Mutrix. Let's partner up and maximize your firm. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. I'm Tyson Mutrix, and today I am with Christopher Nicolason, one of my favorite human beings in the entire world. What's going on, Chris? Not too much, Tyson. Thanks for having me on. Uh, you bet. So today we're going to talk about Max Law Con 2021, and we're going to talk a little bit about your topic, which is smashing the middle class mindset. And uh, as you mentioned right before we went on, like this is a topic that we gave you. However, it's a, it's a spinoff of what you've already presented to the guild, which we were just floored by. It was amazing. So you want to talk a little bit about the topic in general? Yeah, yeah. So the topic in general is interesting because my my talk from last year at the virtual Max Law due to the pandemic was kind of just a history on failure and what I call kind of like failing my way to success, you know, or finding success one failure at a time. And it's a, for me, I grew up, a lot of it's just personal history. I mean, I grew up in a house, I wouldn't even say it's middle class. I think that's given us a lot of credit. We were dirt poor. You know, my dad talked to us about the one time that we, we had, all we had to eat for a week was a bag of chips. And he's like, you remember that? I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And I mean, it's probably something hidden deep back in here. You know what I mean? Both my my father went through a little bit of Votech after high school. My mom went through 11th grade. Both had their own addictions and health issues and things like that. And they're all, both of them are, my mom's 18 years older than I am. My dad's uh, 20. So my mom's one big piece of advice when she kicked me out of the house was, I don't care what you do with your life, just be happy. And so to me, that was, you know, and I've talked to a therapist about it and other things where she's just like, it's kind of guideless. It's that essentialism picture, you know what I mean? Where you're just like trying to figure it out that way. And so luckily I met a lady who grounded me and helped really set everything in center. And we had kids really young. So for us, that middle-class mindset piece is actually just survival in the beginning. Um, We were just purely having kids at 21 and 23 in survival mode. And I think a lot of firms are like that as well when they start out, right? You're in survival mode. You're just trying to figure stuff out. But you and I have talked about it too, where there's just something inside me where I just think it's going to happen, man. Like it's, um, and I think there's a couple pieces that I was thinking about earlier that I'll touch on that you have to be in order to kind of get past it. And in order to, you know, you smash it. But I, the first thing for me is you have to be comfortable in your own skin. In high school, I just wanted to hang out 
with the popular kids. We were so poor. I just wanted a pair of Jordans, all of these things, right? At this point, I don't give a leap what anybody thinks about me. I really don't care. You know, I mean, I got my first tattoo in my mid 40s. Now I've got more than any of my kids. I've got another one scheduled for mid-July. You know what I mean? I'm a late blooming attorney that came on that actually doesn't really do a lot of law myself anymore. And so I'm creating a firm that, you know, kind of gives me the lifestyle that I want to have. So I think you've got to be comfortable with who you are over anything else, you know, and I'm the first one to make fun of myself. And I'm okay with, you know, other people talking about me. I don't, not, not a lot gets to me in that sense. So that's one of the first things. So, and let's not give away too much of it, um, but that's a good one. I, it's funny, you, you mentioned Votech. And the first thing is like, how many people do you think actually that are watching this, their lawyers know what that means? Maybe it's a common term, but like, I feel like in, in like growing up, I know what it meant. Like, in, I wonder how in, you- I think it's bigger in the Midwest. I mean, I grew up in Ohio, so it was a big deal. I mean, so you could do your junior and senior year at the two-year tech school. My middle brother did it for carpentry, but you get, you know, girls going to do like hair salon stuff or what have you, things like that. So it's kind of the, the associate's degree in a sense during that time. And yeah, so, in, in a sense. Is, is, yeah, is, yeah. Oh, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Because there was a really like, at least for me growing up, like, okay, you either you don't do anything you yeah. go to no tech or you go to college. Like that's yeah. your, that's your three paths. Yeah. One of those. three paths. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, sure. So, okay. So, and it took you a while to get past that. Like, so what, like, was there an event in your life that led to that? Was it just over time you finally just smashed through? Like what, like, what was it that led you? Cause I'm, I'll be honest with you. Like, I feel like the first time you and I met, you've, you had not quite gone through it yet. Um, yeah. Maybe I'm wrong yeah. with that. So I would tell you, it's interesting. I had a conversation with Chuck Boyk one of John Fisher's masterminds. And he, um, we were talking about my teaching. So I taught for a few years and then both Gretchen and I were let go at the same time. And we had just bought a house and we're freaking out. And I'm like, man, I'm like, that was one of the worst moments I've ever had. He's and Chuck stops me and he goes, honestly, he's like, sometimes those worst moments are the best things that ever happened to you. And you need those things, right? It's those back against the wall moments, which that forced me to step back and think at 35, I've got to do something. But a lot of my friends at that time were doctors, anesthesiologists, dentists, gynecologists, you know, orthodontists, high-end producers, where I'm like, but I need something like that. But I'm at an age where I need, to, I need to be on a faster track than most. And so law school worked in that sense because I already had a four-year degree, only three years out. So that was really kind of that catalyst that pushed me to take that jump. And, um, and I mean, I was talking to somebody actually about you yesterday. And then one of the things he said is it's ready, fire, aim. Right. And that's what I did right then. I did not take a lot of, I'm just like, I need to act now and move. And then the law school has its own thing of like really humbling me in a lot of ways, but also showing me that I can do that thing. I mean, we all sat there at orientation and it's look to your left, look to your right. One of these other people will not be here by the end of it all. Well, the thing is, is I shouldn't be here based upon the way everything was done, right? And so that's kind of, it's those kind of things that got it. And then from the, I think it's been me meeting other people that have been successful and done things that have empowered me not to be them, but to actually get to a spot where I can level up and kind of create what I want. I mean, so I've, I've thought about this quite a bit. And it's funny, the comment you made about the the ready, fire, aim, or the, what is it? Ready, yeah, yeah. ready, fire, ready, aim. fire aim. Yeah. So it, it's like, if you really dissect all of the people that Jim and I have spoken to over the last five years and like all the successful attorneys we talked to, the ones that really, the ones that are effective and are good and they're, they're doing well, they're just, they just take action. I mean, that's one of the number one things is just freaking right. take action. Yes. 
So do you feel like some of your fears that were holding you back that were preventing you from doing that? I think it was the lack of knowing what to do, right? Having any direction in the beginning, because I didn't know. I'm like, how does one know how to become a lawyer or how to become a doctor or what have you to get to that next level? I thought when I got my bachelor's that it was the whole world was going to open up. I'd have this communications degree and life is just grand. Um, and then I got a job at an ABC, the ABC affiliate in Vegas. I was making nine bucks an hour doing their nighttime audio. I'm like, I made more in retail than I did at that at my dream job. And so it's um, it's lack of direction for me in that sense. And then I don't think I've ever been stuck. But then once I found it, I'm willing to try different things and take different risks. And so because I'm always a believer, too, that if it doesn't work, it's not a failure. It's not the end of the world. We're going to try something else out. And I think you've got to be able to, you know, kind of shrug things off and move on to the next thing. That's it. Just reset and keep going. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. All right. Last question I'm going to ask you. So what are you excited about when it comes to the conference? Okay. I was thinking about that because I remember the, um, you talking a lot about that. So for me, actually, and I want people to think about this, I don't actually remember a lot of talks specifically, but what I do remember, and I want you to think about the nuggets that you're going to get. And it's like, you know, it's the Yoda thing, the chicken nuggies. But the reality is that nugget that I get in having a conversation with you at the Filevine conference, right? So to me, it's those nuggets of talking to Umansky for a few minutes or talking that talk with Chuck it was a couple minutes, but it's vital because if you can get those little nuggets, those are going to be the things that stick with people. So if you're new to Max Law, the, you know, the conference, I say get up out of your seat and go talk to people. This is stuff that people want to talk about. All of us like Jones out about this stuff. So we want to talk to you about it. For people that are just starting out, we want you to get better and we want you to try new stuff. So that's for me, it's always the little nuggets that I can kind of just pick out of, you know, from people. Love it. Speaking that you're 100% true and there's gonna be a lot of opportunities for that. Yeah, I'm really excited to be out there. Awesome. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. To stay in contact with your hosts and to access more content, go to MaximumLawyer.com. Have a great week and catch you next time.